0: You're listening to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. All right. Hello, Parkview. This is Devin, communications director, and I'm joined today by Sarah. Hey. Our PSM girls support coordinator.
1: Coordinator. Yeah.
0: Hey. Step up in the world, right?
1: A lot of times I just say, you see me hanging out with the middle schoolers, and
0: it's fun. Have a good time. you translate their language to us. I do my best. If you have any questions about slang, Sarah is your girl. (laughs) And then Will, Pastor Will, as I like to call him, because it makes him uncomfortable. Hello. (laughs) I thought you weren't going (laughs) to respond, which is fair. Um, looks uncomfortably. Today, we're going to be talking about hospitality. Um, We just really thought that this was a topic that was important for us to cover as Christians, we are called to be hospitable to people. And that is one of the key ways um, that we get to know our neighbors. We get to know those around us is by being hospitable and showing them love and showing them care. Um, And yeah, one way that we're hoping to show hospitality in this coming semester and hopefully for years to come is to the college students. Hopefully you are aware there are about 30,000 college students across the street from us here at Parkview at the University of Iowa campus. And they are here, a lot of them are new to the area, they don't know anyone, and they have to pay for things like laundry at the dorms, or they are eating dorm food, which is sometimes good, but from my memory, not the best. Um, And so we have started what we are calling L14 Laundry Ministry. so we're going to talk about that later, but we just kind of wanted to frame this in the general um, category of hospitality, and generally, how can we be hospitable two people and then we'll specify that for college students and for what this ministry we're hoping will look like going forward. Um, So to start us off, I'd just like to ask the simple question, what is hospitality? Take us away, one of you.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's lots of definitions. I think some of the more helpful ones and they're not comprehensive because it's not just, uh, you know, I feel like So kind of what I was thinking of is, yeah, treating strangers and friends the same way Mm -hmm. or helping outsiders or inviting outsiders to be family, you know, kind of thinking those things of how do we get um, how do we care for the people who aren't like us, aren't that are strangers, the ones that we don't know. But it's also about, you know, even our the people we do know. So uh, the I think, yeah, those, you know, maybe the outsiders to be family could be helpful language just because, yeah, as you're welcoming people into your home or into the church or whatever, you want them to feel like, like your family, like part of uh, part of your family. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would agree. Very well said. Um, in my mind, when I am exercising hospitality, it often starts in my heart or my mind first. So sometimes we can, like, get overwhelmed with all of the, like, to-dos. Mm-hmm. But if I think about this person that I notice has a need of some sort, whether they're a believer or not, I think about, you know, oh, man, I, I want to – I want to value them, care for them, see the need, and then I will start thinking about how I can fill the mm-hmm. need. Um, sometimes, and we can get into what that looks like later. I might be getting ahead of the, the game here, but just like it's not always just moving straight into like, oh, you have this need, come over. Sometimes yes. it's yeah. it's it's inviting them and talking to them and caring for them and having this sort of longer conversation and then moving into something. And so, yeah, it starts, it starts in your heart of like how you see them. I love how you said, you know, Making an outsider feel like family, mm-hmm. and that starts with, you know, how do you see people as your family? What does that What does that look like for you? How do you care for them? How do you recognize their needs? Yeah. How do you look outside of yourself, uh, to to them? So
0: yeah, that's. I think it was helpful for me somewhere along the way. It was clarified that hosting. And hospitality are not the same Mm -hmm. thing, that you don't even Mm -hmm. have to host someone in your home to be hospitable towards them, but it's rather, yeah, that heart posture, that attitude Mm -hmm. towards them. And as Will said too, like making them feel like family and you don't have to be uh, making them a four-course meal (laughs) to do that or whatever (laughs) that looks like. Um, And so where do we see specific examples of hospitality in the Bible?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, as I was thinking about it, uh, really, it's not as maybe... Well, you know, it's not as often thought of, but I would say hospitality is an attribute of God. God is hospitable. Mm -hmm. And we see that from page one to page end of your Bible. Um, (laughs) You know, if you think about really what what is creation, God is uh, creating a space for his people to live in, to feel Mm -hmm. welcome in. He is inviting them into his family. And so, you know, Genesis 1, yeah, that he's creating a place that is hospitable to have Adam and Eve work and live in, and then what do we see in, in Revelation is that God is preparing a a place for us ultimately to uh, to find home and to be. Uh, he's preparing a table, a wedding feast, a room, eternity for us. So I don't know. That was just one thought I had as I was thinking about hospitality. Is that it, it, there, yeah, we have many examples of commands of hospitality and other examples. But one thing I was thinking of was that it's an attribute of God, and we see that throughout the Bible in the ways that God is hospitable to His people.
1: Yeah, I did not think about that that way. That was deep. Yeah. That was good. Um, <laughs> I uh, I kind of think more of, you know, the words of of Jesus. Of he starts with the greatest commandment is to love God with all you've got, mm-hmm. and and then that naturally from that flows out to well God has hearts for others Mm. and and what is that heart and have that heart too Mm -hmm. so you know love God with all you've got he says it in Matthew great commandment and then he also says then love your neighbor as yourself too so moving from understanding that we have to love God with all we've got and and he reciprocates right back with that then we can move into loving other people like God loves them. Mm. Um, and, you know, hopefully as ourselves, we're, we're selfish people. We put ourselves first a lot. And so um, this call that Jesus gives is obviously, you know, otherworldly or like, uh, yeah, just it doesn't belong in this place. Mm-hmm. This place is a messy, you know, me first kind of I want it when I want it kind of thing. And so do you? Yes, yes. you do Follow you. your heart. Yes. And yeah. so I love that call is naturally hospitable if we're going to use that word. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where my mind went when you asked, you know, mm-hmm. what does this look like or where mm-hmm. do we see it?
0: Yeah, what came to mind for me first was Romans fifteen seven, which we use kind of as mm-hmm. our uh, call to greeting time almost. Like when we enter into greeting time east, it's every week. Central, we do it sometimes, like once every yeah. six weeks-ish. Um, yep. But that we are to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us for the glory of God um, and so that's also, I think, key to remember, like, hospitality is always for the glory of God. It's not uh, because we have the cool, again, like, going back to hosting versus hospitality, because we have the coolest platter to serve dinner yeah. on or the best environment in our house or whatever. But it's like we're doing this to glorify God because he would love those people in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it'd be cool just to just talk about, like, what are ways that you've been shown hospitality within the church or mm. whatever that has looked like for you.
1: Yeah, I've had a unique experience with this. Um, so I didn't grow up going to church. I didn't grow up in a Christian family, and so when I became a Christian in college, I, <laughs> I, I learned it a very different way. Um, my relationship with my family really struggled. Uh, they didn't really understand this. Kind of, it was really almost night and day for them. Mm. Of, she was one way, and now she's another, and this is this is really intense. Yeah. Um. And, and I praise God for that, you know, drastic moment that you can see the difference in. But anyway, um, because of that strain it put on our relationship, I kind of found mm. myself really struggling with uh, feeling like I fit in anywhere, mm. um, feeling like I really had a, a any places to really go. And so in that experience, I had college friends who are Christian that really helped me, but also their parents. Mm. Um, and also coming to Parkview, too. This is my home church, if you will. I technically, because I've only been a Christian for a few, a few years. I've grown up going to Parkview, <laughs> yeah. if you will. And so there have been times where people have, you know, a semi-adopted me, mm-hmm. if you will, of, okay, come over, we'll feed you. Or, yeah. um, you know, you finish out the rest of your summer break living with us. We have a room in the basement. Yeah. um, and, and just seeing the the need that I had, um, and that actually freed me up to create better relationships with my family in the long run, too. So, mm-hmm. That's what it looked like for me. Um, I did have a lot of very physical needs that I needed met because of becoming a Christian and that looking, you know, very foreign to my family and me being, you know, sort of this person that they can't quite figure out where I fit now. Um, And so I have tons of names I could list off of people who are just I feel like I'm a girl with like 20 moms and dads from (laughs) Parkview. (laughs) And it's, it's a beautiful blessing for sure. That's
0: sweet.
2: Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it is really encouraging. I feel like, yeah, there's many, like you said, there are so many people around Parkview that I can point to in specific ways to say, hey, you've blessed me or me and Savannah in this practical way. Um, I think it just lasts, so Savannah and I for two and a half years lived in an apartment without a washer and dryer. So even as we begin to talk about L14, I have very (laughs) personal experience with this of the need to pay for laundry machines and, how much of a headache that is and, um, to, you know, not a huge financial burden, but just like going to sit in the laundromat is not the most fun thing to do when, um, but we just had really, you know, uh, wonderful friends, um, from our community group, from, uh, just from Parkview in general, from friends who would say, um, Hey, come over, bring your washer, dry- uh, bring your laundry. You can use our washer dryer and we would love to, you know, you can, do work here, we can play board games, we can hang out, you know, when, as far as uh, somebody gave us a key to their apartment so that wow. we could get in if they weren't home, you know, it's just, That's they've trust. yeah, right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, have, have uh, people who, um, yeah, just saw, saw a need, um, were willing to meet it and um, joy, joyfully willing to meet it to, mm-hmm. to help us and not a, yeah, again, a major thing, but it was just a small thing that helped us feel really cared for, mm-hmm. so,
0: Yeah, I grew up in the church, so I had like a little bit of a different angle, but I feel like at each step of like each important step of my walk with Jesus, there was somebody being hospitable. So I remember the first time it was in middle school and we had just switched churches because we're going to one church, but there wasn't really much of like a youth program or anything geared towards students. And my parents uh, were just really wanted to find that for our family, and I remember Liz one, this one of the leaders, you know, welcomed me in and had me sit next to her and, like, just having those people that even within the physical walls of the church that are going to welcome you in as Jesus would welcome us into the church. That's how every Sunday, hopefully, we're showing hospitality to people and we're greeting them mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. And I'm just now, too, thinking of my mother-in-law, Julie niece, if you know her, is, like, the queen of hospitality. She... She's definitely done my laundry before. I was going to say, <laughs> she will do your laundry oh, for yeah. you. Uh, I'm not and offering this you. as a service. You have to talk to her about that. I shouldn't uh, sell her services. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she is so eager um, to f- see the needs in people and to meet them in practical, tangible ways. The number of meals. I mean, I'm her daughter-in-law, her son is my husband. So, like, the number of meals she's cooked for us, maybe it seems unique. But she does that for, I know just gonna brag about her a little bit right now every week for her Wednesday women Bible study um, a bunch of older ladies a lot of whom are widowed or maybe don't want to cook for themselves um, she's cooking meals for them and I just think that that's such a way to show hospitality and again she's not inviting them into her house but she's meeting that practical need they need to eat they need to have a good hearty meal and Julie knows how to make a lot of food and I just hope that I can be like Julie someday (laughs) (laughs) in that way love her Uh, so yeah you should meet Julie Niece if you haven't yet. She'll teach you a lot about hospitality. Uh, so what does it look like? We kind of talked about it a little bit and how we've been shown hospitality, but what does it practically look like to live a life of hospitality?
1: You have to know people. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. scary, yeah. right? <laughs> Post-COVID, knowing people is a little, it's like we're relearning how to be a society mm-hmm. again. Um and I feel this sh- strain in my own ministry and life all the time. Yeah. Um, so step one is try to talk to people that are maybe people you don't talk to all the time. But you can also be hospitable to people that you know. I mean, we go through seasons of needs. Mm-hmm. We go through times where, like, you had no washer and dryer at Will and Savannah. Um, but there are also, you know, so it you can be hospitable to people who you know. But also, um, I think the sort of supernatural beauty of the church is that we're always, you know, branching out, meeting new people, connecting. And I know that that's scary, but I think, you know, just every once in a while, oh, that's a person I don't know. I should go up and talk to them or take a buddy, you know, (laughs) that's what Mm -hmm. I do sometimes. Hey, we're going to go meet this person together. So that way I don't Mm. suffer alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's what I'd say. Step one, practical application. Uh, Go meet somebody. Yeah, that's good. Just know them.
2: That's really good. And, and, yeah, getting to know them on a deeper level, taking mm-hmm. some yeah, some risks there to ask more personal questions and talked yeah. about
0: that on the groups podcast. So that you is listen to that one too. <laughs> How to
1: know people deeper a little bit. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And and maybe also with that, I, I'm thinking of, you know, it's not hospitality maybe comes somewhat easy to some people. I would say for my wife. Uh, it does. <laughs> but um it's also going to require a lot of like, yeah, just some sacrifice and it's not going to, not always going to be, um, you're, you're not always going to be looking for, oftentimes it's not the most comfortable thing to do that. And I, it's Mm going to push boundaries, uh, whether that is, yeah, relational boundaries of comfort level of going to talk to somebody, or it's going to be, um, you know, we're going to have to make extra food or we're going to have to, um, sacrifice time. Um, we're going to have to, uh, you know, just, just thinking about the different ways that uh, hospitality, you know, is not, does require you to, yeah, just, just make, make some sacrifices in order to care for others. Um, and I think it's been, uh, yeah, it's just good to think about how you can go out of your way to, like Christ did, you know, live in a sacri- self-sacrificial um, way to die to self. Um, build others up and yeah, meet those, those practical needs. Um, yeah. So many, so many examples of that that I could think of for uh, just people in my life who have done that well. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have found, so my husband and I have hosted a few people in the last few weeks at our place, uh, hosted, not the right word, but you know what I mean? Had people over to, you know, care for them. And I, in in the moment, like, before they came over and was planning all the things of what I would need to do to make a meal or whatever, I just got super overwhelmed. And I was like, Mm -hmm. man, this is so much to do. I'm already working uh, nine to five, you know, and it can get a lot. And I think what really helped me was to slow down, Um, you know, let the work worry about itself while I'm at work, which I know we can't Mm -hmm. always do, but slowing down and just thinking about, is the goal to serve like a Martha Stewart level meal? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you came to the wrong person if that's what you wanted. Yeah. I can do my best. And I'd say I do a pretty good job sometimes. it's If it's your passion to cook a really beautiful meal, go for it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, playing to your strengths is not bad. No. If it's like, okay, I'll make a mediocre meal or maybe we'll just go out and get pizza and the point is that you're available, like we talked about our heart, and mm-hmm. and the way that you speak to them, and what you speak about, and sometimes not necessarily having a huge agenda of like, okay, I'm going to ask them this, this, and this, and I'm going to make sure by the end of it, I have <laughs> somehow successfully proven I care about them. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like making room, and just slowing down, just hang out, and just, mm-hmm. you know, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in this like really fast-paced sort of society we live in hate to use that word all the time but yeah. I, I so that's what i would say it's just like slow down and just you know mm-hmm. hey i don't know if it's gonna look you know super structured or polished but why don't you just come over or um that's really good let's yeah. let's just figure it out as we go and the stuff that matters is the stuff that you know the holy spirit will speak through me to you or mm-hmm. yeah. You know, me yeah
2: yeah the, the the doing life together the tag yes yeah, yeah. you know yeah. even thinking back to what i yeah inviting outsiders to be like family you know it's uh it is, it is good to care for, you know, guests in a special way, but you, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to yeah, always pull out all the stops, you know, it's inviting them to, into things you're already doing, you know, it's, if you wouldn't cook a four course meal for, you know, your family <laughs> yeah. on a night, yeah. you know, it's, it's okay to be like, all right, you know, it was pizza night. Just, yeah. you know, yeah. we're ordering from Domino's, yeah. you know, and it's well, like, well, dogs yeah, and <laughs> and exactly. cheese. yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think that's, that's a really good point, Sarah, just that it doesn't have to be Fancy or anything crazy. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's just helping, inviting them into maybe yeah stuff you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all do yeah. laundry.
0: Yeah, we, <laughs> we do all. Unfortunately, it never ends. Never ends. Don't even get me started, I guys.
1: I hate laundry. Oh no! If and none of us. Wants none of us have kids here, so we, we can't even laundry. really complain. <laughs> No, so what we do is I do the laundry, and then somehow I convince my husband to help me fold my laundry, which ends up looking like I don't fold any of it. That is the hard part. And he folds all of it. Actually getting the laundry through the
0: machines, I feel like, is relatively easy. I'll do that.
1: Folding it and putting it away, torture. Yeah. Can't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about, as you guys were talking, the image we have of Jesus, of him being interruptible while he's on. Mm. I I don't remember where it is, but there's a verse that's like, while Jesus was on his way somewhere, like, you know, he gets interrupted in the middle of that and stops and makes that space, makes that, um, yeah, place for them to be comfortable, whoever is stopping him um, and giving them what they need. And so, yeah, I think in that way we can, because we're so busy, it's hard to, like, allow ourselves to be interruptible. So I'm just thinking, like, practically, we need to pray for hearts of hospitality towards others because, yeah we are not naturally wired that way we want to be selfish and just stick with i have my you know 17 things i need to do today and i'm not interrupted and i just need to get it done Um, but instead just to yeah have that open posture of hospitality and humility and be willing to yeah be flexible with that Mm -hmm. um so college students are we ready did you have something else to share Pastor Will has his Bible open. I do, but it's not important. It's from the Bible, so it clearly is important.
2: (laughs) I was just thinking about (laughs) what you said. We just read Mark 5 in our Bible reading plan. Oh, yeah. I have some catching up to do. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Jesus, uh, I mean, many places. Uh, I don't know if this is the one you're thinking of. But, yeah, just like, you know, the religious ruler comes to him and says, my daughter is dying. And he could have, Mm -hmm. you know, so this very important person is saying, hey, come help me. There's this very pressing need. I need you to come heal my daughter. He has the faith to do it. He has everything, you know, he comes to him. And then it's on the way there that, you know, mm-hmm. this old woman who yes. is unclean and is probably a social outcast, you know, is has been trying to tr- yes. be healed for so many years, you know, has the faith to just touch him. And he you know, again, he could have in his providence, you know, he's like, "All right, you're healed and I'm still going. I'm still going. I am yeah. still going i yeah. i I got this thing. Yeah. This guy, I don't want to disappoint this guy." Um, but he he stops and talks to her yeah. and cares for her and That's exactly the uh okay, story great. That I was Perfect. Like, you know, well, yeah. then we just I was yeah.
0: like I'm pretty sure it's the woman with the
2: discharge, yeah. Yep. And then uh, so yeah, just he 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 validates her uh cares for you know, gives her that practical need but also helps her feel uh, human and cared yeah. for and loved. So, yes. And was just it, Jesus could was be
0: all. interrupted on his way to
2: a literal prevent
0: someone yeah. from dying or raise. He ends up, he does. She he ends does, yes, does die. Right? She does
2: die. That's like wow. the progression of the story is like, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your disease. So he's just finished having this conversation and somebody mm-hmm. comes up to him. Again, how it's laid out here is that while he was still speaking, they come to him and they're like, oh, you're too late, Jesus. Yeah. You couldn't have stopped. You shouldn't have stopped for this woman. Yep. Yeah. So, but
0: jokes on them. Cause jokes on them jesus's power is bigger than that so oh man, all yeah. right we serve an awesome god um yeah so turning to college students uh in l14 first should probably explain the name again just for clarity's sake um <laughs> kind of came up as a joke to begin with, as all good names do, right? <laughs> Sarah's familiar. <laughs> I with loved that. the <laughs>
1: brainstorm process for that. I still want to advocate for like holy suds or anything holy else. Suds, oh, I did not hear wait, that one. I didn't hear that one. Uh, that, I That's don't know. Good. That was just you know. Hey, leave it to me for the cheesy names that middle schoolers will love to laugh at. That is.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know. We might. Okay. Maybe it's a no, t-shirt. No, no. We're T-shirts shop the on the niche. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just scrap. Start all the way over. <laughs> we already printed cards for
1: this, so we're still going to stick out L14 the is cooler. And that's the audience we want to cater to yeah. is college students. So.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So L14, do you want to share? You I have, you, again, well, your Bible is already open, so I'm I don't
2: sorry. have to look up the passage. You just
0: look so
1: professional.
2: Yeah. So it started kind of as a joke from, and yeah.
0: I literally Googled, Bible verses about laundry. That's how we started. It turned out better than that.
2: Yeah, it did. It did. It was, I think it's, it's divine providence that this worked out the way it did. Yeah. So it started Leviticus 14 verse eight says, and he who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes. That's it.
0: (laughs) Full stop. Just kidding.
2: No, I mean, there's there's (laughs) more in the verse, but that was kind of where it got started. Uh, Yeah. And then, but after that, we were like, okay, how can we make this work? Um, and then we found out that revelation 14 also talks about 22:14. Yeah. sorry, talks about washing robes. Um, but the other really, you know, the other sweet place is that Luke 14, Hey, we're going through book of Luke right now. So this will, you know, a little bit spoilers, preview. I know future plug, for um, from the
1: podium. <laughs>
2: is talking about, so this is Jesus again, showing hospitality and showing people how to show hospitality. So verse 12 says, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return, and you'll be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. So, again, just a, a reminder that we're not doing what we're doing in order to get repaid in any way. You know, it's not like, oh, I wash your laundry, you'll wash mine, whatever. <laughs> That's not why you're inviting college students over. You're not expecting them to make you ramen next week, but uh, it's it's to care for them. But,
0: yeah, but ramen counts. Ramen's good.
2: Okay. If you make a good ramen bowl, yes.
0: You just the virgin? college microwave uh,
1: water all right. ramen all isn't good? Uh, <laughs>
2: weird. But um, the other one is that, I mean, if you can also think about it, just the easy one is that if if you are able, this would be great to commit to, like every other week. So, love or laundry or whatever you want L to stand for every fourteen days. So, a variety of reasons, but uh, yeah, there's just a couple. So
0: it can Bible verses to back up whatever you need it to mean to make <laughs> sense.
2: However, you want to sell it to the college students. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> so there's like sweeping far, statements. over there. We are sorry.
2: We apologize. Ooh,
0: um, but, yes, so that's kind of the heart behind it, yeah, is to, to love college students. We I think it was Pastor Mark's idea initially, just, you know, there's some basic needs that college students have. They need their clothes washed. They might not wash their clothes as often as they should. That is sanitary
1: because they have to pay for their machines. I think the college students don't wash their sheets as much as they oh, should. Oh, they definitely oh, don't. That's the big one. Totally. Demand that I, they bring their sheets to your house, I, they need to be washed, man, I can tell you. Your dorm room bed sheets, you're like... Every college student's like, what do you mean? I washed them last semester. It's fine. Especially
0: if you're on the top bunk, because that thing is
1: hard to make,
0: okay? I was on a top bunk. I didn't like it.
1: So we just need to love them. And some of them might not even know how to use a washer. That's true. So it might go as far as this is laundry detergent. I love you. Put it in there. (laughs) That's great. Sorry, maybe that's more middle school. No. I'm I'm uh, remembering I don't know my uh, <laughs> ministry skills over here. <laughs> I mean, we are love them. I love All them. of they're
2: us amazing. are not that, f- or the not three of us at this removed. table are not that far from. I learned from college. how to do
0: laundry in college. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know how to do it before yeah. my family. Every and my family's mom did different. It, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Other, I know, like other families, our kids have been doing their laundry since they're like three years old. Yeah, don't know how <laughs>
1: <but> they were <laughs> the washboard and a bucket.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah so that's the the two key things that we're focusing on we keep saying laundry that's a huge one and then food uh, most of them are eating dorm food and then i don't know is this still true
1: at least burge is closed
2: yeah i don't know some of the Sunday some nights? of the dorms close on yeah, yeah they got, got weird of the week.
1: since covid they've had really weird, weird hours yeah. i know that so um i did college for a year and a half post-COVID, and they did have things shut at weird times. I'm sure it's more open than now. I should just ask the college students that I lead on, in Bible study. Um, but anyway, I know that a lot of them will do their flex meals still. Mm, yeah, but in true. general, you just that. can't – there's only so much variety. Yeah. That's the part that gets in, you know, cold December. You've made you it from one it. exam to another yeah. exam, and you're just exhausted. It's food fatigue, really. Mm. Food fatigue of, I just cannot eat another walking taco, or I might cry. <laughs> that was me in yeah. uh, <laughs> my final semesters of college. Ugh. But you hang in there, and so they just really need something new. Yeah. Home-cooked meal. Even if you're like, hey, I can't cook. I don't like it. Okay, hivy cookies in just a little Ziploc bag. Their little name on it. Take this with you. Wow. Love you, bye. Like, that is just so much more than yeah. what they get on their own. Yeah. Anyway. Are most of them. I'm speaking from my experience. Some yeah. students might have more, but
2: still, yeah. I think yeah. it is good. Yeah. Are you gonna say something? Go
0: no. for it. I was gonna say. I think too. We kind of talked about it earlier. Like our culture is so not that. Like so self focused and self interested. Like none of their friends are gonna do this for them. Mm. Maybe if they're having a really rough week, they buy them a Starbucks. But like, no, I mean no, not at Venmo those prices. Them.
1: Yes, that's true. Venmo five bucks. And that's that what won't I did. Even buy them a Starbucks. Exactly. these Exactly.
0: <laughs> inflation's crazy it's really that's the other thing you know they can't even go to the local restaurants probably and get a meal if they <laughs> it's so expensive so expensive <laughs> oh yeah even if you can take them out to i don't know what's downtown ponchero's great chipotle. option somewhere you know Pricey. Um, Pancheros. and then ponchero's not, Chipo- not chipotle all right oh are we gonna have a war right <laughs> no, now no we
2: don't need to because I'm right. Fresh
0: Chipotle's pressed tortillas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fresh pressed tortillas
2: Absolutely. and queso. Listen,
0: Absolutely. Chipotle's
1: got the fresh ingredients. That's what I want. Not really. Have you seen their lettuce? Their lettuce is like Taco Bell lettuce over there.
2: If Chipotle starts mixing my burritos, <laughs> I will go to Chipotle. <laughs>
1: that
0: is dumb. You mix it, it in, in your mouth. Okay, we need to. Right.
1: Sorry.
2: Back on track.
0: We're Loopers derailing. over here. I mean, this is great. Um, order, order pizza.
2: Yeah. Anything. Yeah. yeah. Any any meal. Yeah. Um, for people, I think also, yeah, just providing them a space to yes. uh, mm-hmm. not on campus, not, uh, you know, just a place to do homework, a place to watch TV, to...
0: I have a Switch. There you,
2: you know, go. know,
1: like board games? Play Mario Kart with them. I don't yeah. know. That might be weird. I don't know. but <laughs> Maybe the first time. Maybe not. Yeah, but eventually. Eventually. Are you kidding?
2: Because yeah. again, yeah. The, the, if you uh,
1: don't know what Mario Kart is, that's fine. <laughs> you do not need to have a Switch to participate.
2: No, no, uh, but this is, yeah, just a way to, I mean, at first it's probably going to be a little bit awkward and mm-hmm. it might be a little bit weird um, picking up a college student, hopefully too. I think that was one thing we ask mm-hmm. in the question air uh, when you fill out the form, but we would love to, you know, it'd be great to have multiple kids going, multiple college students going to a house, because mm-hmm. I know I would feel way less Strange about getting in a car with a stranger if I have my roommate with me, than I I would would if I go. If it was just me, so would highly recommend for those of you listening considering hosting people to host two people at once. Mm -hmm. That would be would love for you to volunteer that. But then, yeah, it's you know the first time it might just be, hey, here's the washer dryer, here is the uh, table you can sit at to study, and I will have food on the table at five thirty p.m. or whatever six six thirty p.m. That might be all your interaction that first time. And then the next time it's, uh, Hey, how was this class? Mm -hmm. What are you studying? Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit more. Mm Um, you know, it's not, yeah, it doesn't have to be a, uh, first time. Some of you are like that and that's great. And maybe that'll work with some college students, you know, that, but I think that's one thing to note that maybe post COVID, maybe culture now of just phones, but, uh, people don't know how to talk to people it anymore. So <laughs> True. College students are COVID, the worst. So just encourage you that you might not get a reciprocal question for weeks. You right. know, you might, months. you might ask months, you might ask them, how was your day? Good. That's it. <laughs> like they might not say not anything else. yours?" Yeah. Not a, how was yours? Not a, Oh, what are you studying? Oh, what do you do? Nothing. You know, it's just yep. so um, that that just encourage you that 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 doesn't don't feel demotivated by that or mm-hmm. discouraged. Yeah. It's going to be a long time of meeting practical needs so that there's built up trust yes. and relationship and uh, maybe eventually there might be some, yeah, conversations. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I yeah. think, yeah, we wanted to clarify too, like you do not need to be prepared and we would probably ask you not unless this is your personality and the college student is open to it that first time to share the gospel. I know that's like, ultimately we want to get there. Obviously our mission as a church is to glorify God by the whole church making whole disciples. And we know that, and eventually maybe that's where this ministry will lead, but we really just want to focus on providing those practical um, needs to these college students and not overwhelm them. Yeah, they're not going to probably be receptive to your five-point gospel presentation right away. Um, And so I think we can think of this more as a gospel-demonstrating opportunity, showing how Jesus comes towards us in love and in hospitality towards us, rather than a gospel-speaking opportunity. And hopefully months, weeks, who knows how long, down the road, those opportunities will present themselves as you do get to know the college students that are coming to your house. And Lord willing, they'll bring more college students to your house, and you'll just have multiplied opportunities. Um, And then I think also... We have a couple different ways of how we're going to be inviting college students into this. This is kind of the other side of things. We're like the middleman between you and the college students. So we're collecting your information to get you matched with college students. And then we're also collecting the information of college students. Um, And that's coming from a variety of places. So Sarah uh, is connected with Crew on Campus Ministry. And then I believe we're also trying to connect with NAVS. So there might be some students who already know Jesus. And they might be open to that right away. But uh, we also potentially have the opportunity to connect with the student services on campus. Uh, We have a congregant who works down there and she's trying to get us connected to kind of their basic needs supervisor and how they provide these opportunities to students as well. So they're going to be coming from like the whole spectrum of belief background. And so we just need to be aware and conscientious of that as we go into this.
2: And Um, we also know that you members have many connections, both at the university yes. and with, uh, different ministry opportunities, different ways to connect with yes. college students. I know so many of you are faithfully serving international students, serving different places. So if there are ways that we can, uh, partner with you, help you That's get these and to get this information available, we would love to do that. So mm-hmm. you can reach out to us and this is not something we want to, uh, spearhead only as staff, but we need <laughs> yes. your, we need your help and yeah. need your, uh, influence in your, in your spheres to, to help mm-hmm. us with this.
1: Yeah, I was just going to add too. like what I'm going to challenge to the students that I impact on Thursday nights with crew is like this is an opportunity both for their needs needs to get met and them to integrate to the church body. Um, But also this is a great like, hey, come with me Mm -hmm. to somebody that you've been struggling to reach out to. If the college atmosphere of Christianity for that person seems to be too daunting, then this is a good half step, too. So you might get Mm -hmm. both in one time. And I, I really appreciate Devin how you said that it's a gospel demonstrating opportunity that like you don't have to you know rush <laughs> to like you know switch to the gospel yeah. and okay at four thirty I'm gonna <laughs> present you know the Romans <laughs> I've Road got you know PowerPoint yes slides. yes and it's so good to be excited about that yes, it's it amazing is. that we're thinking that far ahead um, but you know just. Some ways to, like, just get to know a student are probably the best place to start, Mm. which I feel like is a good transition. So I've kind of thought about a few things that Mm. I think are great to connect with college students. Thank you, Will, for running through the social dynamic of talking to people because (laughs) this is probably true. They might not know how to respond to someone being invested in them beyond networking Mm. or beyond being partners on a group presentation. Um, very transactional relationships yes Mm. the social sphere of college is weird Mm -hmm. right now um so probably start with what are you studying and then they'll tell you um this thing biology great why what do you like about it why'd Mm. you come to this university biology is offered everywhere and then you can kind of get into like I feel like most people in college are trying to study something they're passionate about. Not everyone, but Mm -hmm. if you get into like where those passions are, you Mm. might be able to just get to know them in a way that, okay, stored for later. This person really loves the way things work at a really small level. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Oh, they have an exam on Thursday. Okay, next time I see them, how was your exam? Mm -hmm. How'd that go? And then, you know good or bad, you can respond in kind, encouraging either way. (laughs) So that was the first thing that I thought about was a conversation starter is start simple, real basic. That's great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's good also to find, yeah, again, find those connection points, which might be what do you, you you all know what you're passionate about. So, um, you know, trying to find things that, um, you can bond over. I met a college freshman who, uh, likes F1 racing. I'm getting into F1 racing. So right. I might try to talk to him about, you know, races that are going on or how, you know, watch, you know, whatever that might be. So things that you guys are passionate about, uh, enjoy um, are also good things because um, then you can, if, if they are also able to buy in on those, don't. Yeah. But like, I just think that's helpful when there's something that you know that you are excited about, a hobby, a um, sports team, a yep. um, things like that, that if you guys can find those common points where you are, Mm -hmm. um, able to both get excited about something. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's a great way to the, um, to just continue to deepen, uh, relationships quickly. So, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, how you spend your free time. Um, a lot of students are involved in student organizations, um, whether that's something like if they're Christian for their faith or if it's something to volunteer at. A lot of the, I can only speak for STEM because that's what I was. Um, Sometimes student organizations are not because they're fun, but because they're for networking or for building a resume. And so, you know, it's things you can speak into. You don't need to really offer advice unless they ask for it. But Mm -hmm. you can think about, you know, a lot of our, I feel like our members, you know, either went to the university or went to like college. And so they can think about, oh, I remember what that was like. And, you know, connecting that way is probably not. Bad.
0: yeah absolutely um, yeah that could be a good starter question too what student orgs are you in? yeah
1: yeah or do you know of any so that's yeah. one thing that i feel like i kind of missed out on was doing things for fun just because they're fun yeah it's so fast and stem there's so much pressure yeah. to just build this immaculate resume especially if you're like one of any of those pre like pre-med pre-physiology yeah. any of those things so mm-hmm. encouraging them to just like slow down mm-hmm. it's cool I wrote on my notes, don't feel the pressure to be cool (laughs) because that is really compelling. So we don't
0: need to come to you to learn all the slang?
1: Well, you can. (laughs) Uh, I can teach you slang. I can't teach you to be cool. Still (laughs) trying to figure that one out for myself. Um, I think I'm cool with the middle schoolers because I just don't take myself too seriously. Um, But anyway, I think you might worry about like am i gonna say the right thing are they gonna be like wow i'm clearly like way older than them and this is so awkward just you know don't worry about it don't don't over analyze everything and just you being present available and caring is a lot more than what they get with their Mm. professors a lot of the time not all the time but a lot of the time with their friends sometimes Mm -hmm. you know
2: so yeah, I think that a lot of, I'm imagining that a lot of the people that we will be reaching are international students, you know, who may not, uh, may go a year or more without seeing their family uh, or, or you know, students who are just here and they're leaving the brothers and sisters at home or their parents at home and they just, uh, so again, I don't think you have to feel like you're going to be one of the friends, one of the bros you know like that's not the role that you're trying to step into just to speak to you yeah you don't have to be cool you you can just be like be yourself and be like treat again treat them like family yeah it's (laughs) just like you know you can be that brother sister parent uh uncle whatever that just is um don't don't have to you know uh be the most relatable person in the world but just somebody who's caring for them without expecting anything in return so yeah yeah
0: and i think like letting ourselves be ourselves in that too it, that's how we're going to demonstrate jesus to them For sure. it's not going to be through putting on airs and trying to mm-hmm. be like the coolest thing right like jesus wasn't the coolest guy to everyone but his message wouldn't have been the same if he, he was, was trying to yeah he was authentic to himself mm-hmm. yeah on a practical note college students will not respond Your phone calls or emails, most likely. Probably not. They might, but that'd be wild. That'd be wild. So we'd highly encourage you to use text messaging to communicate with them. That's probably unless if you have any idea. No. Is that probably? You all have to
2: download TikTok and.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: Um, No, (laughs) No. I think (laughs) that's probably best. Yeah, because again, logistics here. We are we are Mm. setting up this opportunity as as staff. Kind of
0: like matchmaking a little bit
2: great yeah yeah
1: (laughs) tell (laughs) me more
0: you're going to you guys are going to tell us like here are the days of the week that i'm available here's how many students i'm willing to have i do have pets i don't have pets that kind of information here's the kind of services i'm willing to provide and then they're going to tell us here's the days of the week i'm available here's the friends names that i'm bringing with me so we're gonna we will be doing the work of saying like okay Susie, our lovely volunteer lady has Tuesdays available and Sarah is bringing her friend. Oh, you're Sarah. I was trying to think of ugh. Becky. Becky is going to bring her friend Belinda. No one's named Belinda. I know that. Well, I shouldn't say that. If you're Belinda, I love you.
1: I actually knew a Belinda once. I did too anyway young,
0: anyway <laughs> okay so we got Susie, the volunteer and then we got becky and belinda and they're gonna they're available on the same night yep. they're okay with dogs susie has got a dog now i got my names mixed up um and we're gonna match you we'll give you their contact information and then you will be the initiator in that communication so hey yeah i got your information from parkview church uh, my name is Susie. I am willing to host you for a laundry and I w- I'm going to give you a meal. And what Tuesday coming up will work for you? Yep. So, we're trying to take out a lot of that work yes. for you and also for the student and to be able to pair them up in a really easy way.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. One for you thing guys. I would say about texting communication mm-hmm. that is hard to remember, even for my own self, is they might not respond right away yes. or even timely. And that sometimes is hard because you're like, I know they're on their phone. They're scrolling through Instagram right now. Yeah. Why are they not responding to me? Don't take it personal. For whatever reason, it's just the social norm right now, and we all do it as well. But you might not hear back from them, and it's okay to be like, "Hey, uh, just check it in. Are did you get my text?" Um, don't do that ten times. Yeah. Don't do that. Maybe three times. <laughs> yeah. They it, it's they're so, um, you know, touch and go, and I think. So, just a follow-up text every once in a while is fine, but it's nothing ro- is wrong with you if you feel like you haven't heard from them in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. They might be trying to get all their ducks in a row, or they forgot about it. They might be nervous. They might be nervous. Um, sometimes people open texts and forget to respond to them. I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> so, uh, that was one thing I was going to say. I also had a question for you, Devin. What yeah. about, like, is uh, like your female volunteer, Susie, that mm-hmm. you mentioned – is she guaranteed to be matched with other females? So one
0: of the questions, I think, I know for sure we have it on the volunteer side, is what gendered students are you okay, okay. with, male, female? Yeah. Um, and so we'll obviously respect whatever your preferences right. are, one way or the other. Um, and there, we have a lot, I know right now we have a lot of, like, married couples signed up together, um, so that's an opportunity to, if you live with other people, obviously, you can, you don't. I love you all. You don't need to both sign yourself up for your household. We'll know that (laughs) you guys are hosting together. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. They want to host separately, (laughs) If you do want to host separately, we will send 12 college students to your house. Just kidding. Um, Yes, but then on the other side, I think we have that as well. Like, are you okay being in mixed groups or do you want to be with just uh, females or just males or whatever?
1: Something else that I think came to mind – that I've learned is there just might be some topics to stay away from. It's always better to be, you know, you know, the phrase that your mom taught you better to be safe than sorry. Um, yeah. thanks mom. Love you. <laughs> she, she's taught me a lot of things anyway. Um, there might be some things that you might be comfortable talking about, but that person might not. Mm. And I think we know the big hitters. We always think about these when we are hanging out with new people, we try to stay away from money or politics. Um, Religion, religion can is be one. one. Yeah, one, right? it it's is one. Like I know that that might come up later like and we can that. maybe yeah. we can make a follow-up and like how do you now transition L14 to talking about Jesus is another it? episode later. But, you know, stay away from that for right now. Um or, you know, if you feel like it comes up naturally, you know, trust the spirit. Obviously, I don't yes, want to tell yeah. you what to do. God will lead you. But um that's one. I think some of the other big things right now would be, you know, gender identity or sexual orientation. Anything that's like kind of big and debatable um, from the world stage is just probably best. to Got just an election. Com- like yeah, a, yeah. Know,
0: presidential election coming up. There be. are
1: a lot of ideas flooding the university campus from yeah. all sorts of angles of people from different motivations. And so if you have a doubt about it, maybe just wait and pray. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Wait and pray on it. And if it comes up later, you might be able to do that. But um, I know that. And maybe I'm volunteering him, but I'm sure that Will or Thomas or Mark might be love to navigate yeah. what it looks like to uh, go through those sort of conversations from a biblical standpoint, or any of us, really. I don't know why I volunteered them, but <laughs> I'd love to talk about it, too. But you know what I mean. Those are just some things, you know, maybe you just stay away from the the things that might possibly yeah. get you down a rabbit trail you didn't mean hot to go n- on. Hot-button issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- I just wanted yeah. to bring that up quick.
0: Yeah, that's great. Any final thoughts for our for our topic today?
2: Uh, just that, yeah, we want to we want to set you up for success in this. So we will try to do our best to pair you with people that, um, yeah, again, according to fitting things. I think we're also going to work on um, putting together a care package to give you so that mm-hmm. you can then nice. give the college students. We'll both help uh, endear you to them, but also take some of the preparation work off of your plate. So um, as you get signed up, we will figure out a way to get those um, package care packages to you for that, at least that first time, um, when they come and do laundry, you know, yeah, it might be, as Sarah said earlier, it might be some cookies or it might be, uh, just, um, maybe a gift card or two or something like that. Just something that you Mm -hmm. can give them, um, to maybe, uh, yeah, just help them feel cared for. And Mm -hmm. like, this was something that was really, yeah, intentional. And so, um, we want to, we will, just do our best, yeah, from our side of things to set you up for success. And please be praying for us in that meantime as we, yeah, as we reach out to college students, as we set up these opportunities and that um, pray for plenty of Parkview volunteers and that that many college students would be excited about this opportunity. So
0: Yeah, that's great. All right, we'll have that link in the description box for you to sign up for this. If you're ready, I hope you feel ready and encouraged to go be hospitable. I do. To some college students. Welcome them into your house. Wash their laundry for them. Let them use your washer and dryer, if that's more your thing. Whatever it looks like. Uh, we're grateful for you, Parkview, and be blessed. We'll see you Sunday, if not sooner.
2: Bye.